What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Crossroads Podcast, your place to get the latest news, events, and discussion in the world of PlayStation, PC, and Xbox gaming. It's your boy, LeBron Dawkins, welcoming all of you wonderful people that enjoy all the video games back to the show. Uh, but you know, of course, I cannot do this all alone, so back with me tonight, of course, as always, are my two wonderful co-hosts, the lovely Mr. Stoyovich. I learned how to do the gritty last night. Wow. Hold on, hold on. We're going to come back to that. And and also, Andre Wilson, of course. Hello, hello, friends. How are thou? All right. Stoy, <clears throat> tell, us about, tell us about this gritty. I have a, I, I am in an unfortunate situation that I coach high school girls soccer. And you know what high school girls are really into? TikTok. Uh-huh. So they come up to me yesterday, last night, uh, at indoor training, and they said, hey, coach, can you be in a TikTok with us? And do you know what the gritty is? And I was like, I think I've heard what the gritty is. So I had to, like, perform the gritty. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's like I, I think some uh, some guy in the NFL started it, right? I'm going to TikTok right now. G-R-I-D-D-Y. The gritty. Yeah, the gritty. But they told me I had to go, when when I was on when I was on the TikTok, I had to say I had to say I had to say the gritty. I had to say it like I'm wee wee gritting right now. Like I had to say it in a baby you use voice. The voice. You had to use yeah. the voice. I had to use the voice. Yeah. So I have no idea because I was they're explaining this to me like I'm some like old man. I'm like, what is the gritty? You know. And okay, so now that I've seen what it is. Uh, okay, where's the TikTok? Who 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 do I, who's uh, who's TikTok? Based I'm not going to tell you to go follow a high school girl's TikTok. I don't. know. I'm not going to go follow. I'm just going to go find it and watch you do the gritty. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, like, like I don't. I don't get down. On, I don't get down on like stalking underage people. No, I just want to see like, no, you. No, I'm not going to see no. you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's all sorts of a compliance issue. Um, you know what? If we ever do full body web uh, webcams for these uh, for these podcasts, maybe I'll do the gritty for you then. Yeah, I'd kind of. I'd pay money to watch story. Just do it. And me too. I'd, I'd pay. I'd pay real money. I'd pay yeah. real money. <laughs> Oh no way! No way! Is this it? Uh oh! Here. <laughs> that will forever be ingrained as one of the best things I see today. All right, so for so right, for every the video, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So for every podcast listener out there, go to youtubecom slash x 803 You're gonna look up episode 111 of the Crossroads podcast, and you will see. Our boy Stoy doing the gritty, doing the doing it very bad, very bad. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's I mean, so embarrassing. Uh, I, Andre, Andre, what, what, I know you've done something, something. Oh, I was about to say the R word. My bad. I know you've done something ridiculous for the for the gram. Come on, man. I know you have. Oh, what have I done? Uh, there's too many to pick. I'm not sure. Which one? All right, everyone, just check the show. Oh, oh, there is a, there's a, uh, somewhere on the internet, there's a pic. Do you guys know what Teletubbies are? Yes. Yeah, I know what Teletubbies are. There's a picture of me in a Teletubbies Halloween costume somewhere. Isn't that like recent? That was like recent, wasn't it? No, no, that was, no, that was years ago. Years ago. Were you a grown ass man in a Teletubbies costume though? Yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. 100%. I was a grown man. 
Somewhere, somewhere on the gram, there's a picture of me in like, a, like, a, like, a, like a, a green wig, like looking like looking like Broly. I was going to say we've all we've all had our limelights, or you know, our time in the limelights on social media, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, guys, have y'all been? Have y'all been? Just living the dream, man. Is it a dream or I feel like it's a nightmare for me? Some some, some kind of dream, yeah. <laughs> we had a uh, we had a weird um we had a weird fifty degree day. I'm gonna be the old white guy talking about the weather. God damn it! Um, yeah, we had a weird like fifty degree day uh, last two days, and we had like almost like a foot of snow uh, from last week. Mm-hmm. And then like all of a sudden, it's like, hey, it's gonna be fifty degrees and it's gonna rain. So all this water is gonna have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thankfully, thankfully, we have a sewer system set in place where we could take care of that shit. However, however, the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, told us to not use the water because the sewer system is going to be backed up so bad. And our creeks and rivers were just flooding like crazy. It was kind of weird to experience like flood in the middle of February. But yeah, yeah, just like uh, just like I uh, like last week, last week we hit 82 degrees on the on, uh, you know, on on the thermostat outside. And I was like, I am not, I am not pleased about the fact that it is 82 degrees in the middle of February. That, Damn, that what makes- is that like? I remember it hit like 70 here once a few years ago in February. And that was like, holy shit. I was, I was afraid to wear my summer clothes. Let's just put it that way. I was like, you know what? I will, I will go outside like in my shorts and the tank top and I will come back with the damn flu. So no, I, I, I just, I just dressed like it was like, it was still wintertime. Sweating my ass off in my in, in my heavy ass clothes, you know. Everybody's looking at me like I was a damn fool, you know. Yeah. What's up with that guy? It's like eighty degrees <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me, meanwhile, all you stupid motherfuckers out there in flip flops and shorts have arthritis in your ankles and knees now. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Why? Because they're wearing flip flops. Technically, <laughs> you're not supposed to be wearing shoes with protection and uh, and uh, and because it's not a natural yeah. foot gate. Well, that's true, but at the same time, flip flops are like the worst, the worst open toe thing that any person can wear, though. Why? I don't wear flip flops, but I'm kind of curious. Well, it's well, it's because it's because the way you walk in them, like it doesn't promote like like that actual like like toe articulation. It doesn't because like most people, uh, yeah, when yeah, they, yeah, when they're walking in flip flops, they've got their toes kind of like kind of like closed tight to keep the damn shoes from flipping off their off their feet. Okay. Yeah. And I don't understand how people wear slides. I don't understand that. <laughs> I wear if if it's any constellation, I wear Crocs. Cro- uh, Crocs, Crocs are Crocs are more ergonomically sound than flip flops. I Hell love yeah. Crocs. I love Crocs. Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast where we talk about what proper footwear to wear. I'm thinking about getting a pair of Crocs. Like uh, the the more the more I see the more I see people like especially like people my my height and build wearing them and stuff like that, the more I'm like, man. There's gotta be something good about these things, cause like, cause like you wouldn't wear these looking like you do. You wouldn't. <laughs> it's honestly it's like we should promote. This. It's a weird thing that I say this out loud, but we should promote more people to walk barefoot. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like I agree. I, I, I I've got a I've got a thing about walking barefoot outside though. Like I I can't trust it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know why. Like, like when I go camping, I know everyone always brings like specific specific <laughs> camping shoes to wear. Yeah. I don't. I. I. You know, it's like if I'm 
riding with my motorcycle boots or something like that. I take my motorcycle boots off and I walk around the campsite like barefoot, like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Stories all that out there, Red Flintstoning it, Ruff, roughing it, you know. <laughs> Bro, how many how many bushcraft YouTube channels are out there now? Like in like end of the world. Uh, oh, there's there's so oh many now, God. so many. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God! If I go down, if I go down to YouTube rabbit hole, which happens a lot, um, all of a sudden I start finding like you know the end of the world is going to happen next week. Are you prepared? <laughs> Like, bro, this video was posted six months ago, and you're still posting videos? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. You guys are going to start talking. That is a lifestyle I don't understand. I just don't understand that. Live in that anxiety to think next week is going to be the end of the world, and you're going to have to forage for your own food and water. That's that's. I think that's part of generational trauma because um because I feel like for the longest time I thought for the longest time like my grandmother my my grandparents my great grandparents and stuff like that are like we're living in the end days and all this stuff. I think that's just generational well, yeah, trauma because they had the Soviet Union that was like threatening to like launch nuclear missiles at their country. I mean that was that was a kind of a legitimate threat. Yeah, the Cuban Missile Crisis was a thing. Yeah, that's true. Freaking out that balloons are in the air. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, our grandparents are rolling in their graves like these fucking kids. <laughs> Don't know what it was like when nuclear weapons all of a sudden parked themselves in Cuba. <laughs> listen here, listen here, Bernice. You don't even know how to. You don't even know how to set the alarm on your cell phone. Don't start with me. Yeah, listen here, Deborah. <laughs> Why don't you get off Facebook and go breathe some air outside? Everything is a damn conspiracy theory. <laughs> Listen here, Richard. Why don't you turn off Fox News for a minute? All right, fellas. Y'all ready to talk about some video games? Yes, yeah, sir. That's what we're here for. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get this show rolling. We're going to start right with the what have we been playing segment of the show. Andre, you know what time it is. Get yes, after sir. it. Well, today is a huge day for Destiny 2. Uh, the new expansion came out. So, me being the uh, addict I am, I decided to get back into Destiny. And I woke up uh, 8.30 this morning, and I played until 5 o'clock. Of just wow. straight destinies. <laughs> and that was that's that's literally been my day. Like like I I wish I could uh, I wish I could be behind you. That's literally you been my day. My, you see his look on my face, right? No, you see it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you see yeah. It, right? Yeah. Story. So I gotta remember, ask. Oh no, hold I, on. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Story. Remember this asshole just two weeks ago. I was like, I hate Destiny. I can't stand this game. <laughs> I sat in this chair from eight thirty till five. I hate this game for making me do that, but I'm so in love with it. It's stupid, <laughs> bro. You got some Stockholm syndrome going on right now. Like, I don't, I don't get it. You like, like you? I went to. I went with games. How do you do that? <laughs> Because De- uh, Destiny is just one of those games. Like, I went downstairs to get... Sorry. I went downstairs to get food, and I came downstairs, and my and my fiancé l- looks at me, and she's like, you've been upstairs all day. And, I'm, and I was like, yes, I know. And she's like... No, sorry. I said, yes, I know. Do you want me to stop? Because I can come down and help. Because I felt bad. And she's like, no, no. 
I'm judging you, but it's okay. And I just kind of sauntered back upstairs and just... Something. I mean, it's not like you do it every day, so... Yeah, no, no, I don't, I, I cannot remember the last time. I, like, I don't play games, like, straw, like that long anymore. So, for me to take one day... He's not reading. He's not, he's not reading. No, brilliant. Honestly, I wanted him to hike his, hike his glasses up at that time when that happened. Oh, thanks, Leron. <laughs> I apologize if I sound a bit out of it. My brain is just fried today. So if I so stumble it, a bit, is it that good? Is it that good? Is it that good? Oh Are god! You, oh god! It's am so I, good. Am I, so... am I about to? Am I about to spend sixty dollars uh, on top of the the eighty dollars for the other shit that I did not play? Yes, it's so good. <laughs> so so good. out of curiosity, out of curiosity, straight copium. Uh, this uh, this expansion, they're kind of saying this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. Are so basically, go they, on. Is sorry. Destiny, is Destiny Two kind of winding down, or are they kind of just? Well, uh, actually, according, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So so there's there's this expansion, and then the next one after this, and then it's done. So then we're oh. looking at Destiny Three or or whatever the next incarnation is going to be. They said they aren't making a Destiny Three. The entire community. Oh, there's my son. Uh, the entire hi, com- hi, Bobby. The entire community thinks otherwise, but Bungie has come out and said they're not doing three. So, well, I mean that's cool. Like, I mean, you know, oh. they probably got some other projects they want to do. So, yeah. Um. That's a normal, it's a normal occurrence. You just pick them up, <laughs> turn them upside, upside down. down. <laughs> yeah, for anyone, my fiance came over and picked up my son. He flipped himself upside down, and she just carried him oh. up the room upside down. Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, they say they say after this they're done. We all don't think so because yeah, yeah. this they're, game they're, is just so they're good. Liars, they're dirty, dirty liars. But. They got that Sony money now, so that's about it. But yeah, this it's this expansion, the next one, and then the game's done. So, but this expansion, they changed. They basically took the game and like flipped it on its head. So there's a lot of new things. They basically revamped everything. So people are saying. This is like Destiny Three because it doesn't even feel like the same game anymore. So, mm-hmm. right. So, other than that, I mean, from from this podcast on, I'm just gonna be playing Destiny Two. So, just to make that clear, well, just well, just so just, you know, just skip me from now. On. <laughs> yeah, just skip me from now on. It's either Destiny Two or Tisco. Just oh just so oh, you- sorry. Mm-hmm. And I'm at I'm at the final. Palace of Persona Five, and then I'm done that. So, I just found well, a copy of Persona Four Golden for the Vita. For the oh, Vita, that's for surprising. Vita. Actually, yeah. I have, I have a, I have a physical uh, Persona Four for the Vita. Yeah, I may, I may pick that up because I know a lot of people have said that. I mean, even though both Four and Five are good, like Four mm-hmm. is considered kind of better. That, I've heard that too. I heard yeah. four is like slightly better than yep. five. There it is, right there. Wow, flexing, flexing this man over here, flexing. Do you know? I also did. I tell you that I talk about that last week. I found a physical copy of uh, Monster Hunter Stories for the 3DS. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, have you have you tried it out yet? No, I. It's one of those things. That I, I I have a stack of things. <laughs> I have a it's stack a- of games that I bought recently, like physical copies. I had actually one or two games come from limited run just recently, and yeah, so. What I will say about because uh, you 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 were playing um, stories too, right? Yeah, and I actually there's liked a, it. There's a bit of a uh, stories two, in my opinion, is an improvement of stories one. So, like, if you try stories one, you might not be as into it as you think you are. But stories one yeah. had a phenomenal story. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we'll I, I enjoyed I enjoyed stories one when it when it when it came out. Like, I I played it and it was good. I just I kind of wished I kind of wished that we'd gotten the, the the DLC that Japan got because Japan got some nice ass fucking deal post game DLC for it, and we didn't get that. They always get cool shit. That's yeah. Not fail. Yeah, not and, and actually, it's kind of weird. Like, I like they haven't released any like DLC or expansion content for stories too. So I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the you know what's going on. Yeah, there really wasn't anything. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, Andre, on Lightfall before we before we let Story have the mic? Um. So far, I love it. It's it's it, it feels very smooth. Very good. Excited to see where the story goes. Um, I will have more on it next week. As of right now, I am just kind of in the getting. I'm cutting all the weeds out and finding all the good parts about it. But right. yeah, I'll let you guys know next week my full thoughts. Awesome. All right, all right, story, you're up, Andre. I'm here to tell you, Chrono Cross. Is fixed. Oh, oh, there's a there's a guide. Yes. Holy yes. smokes! And he decreed we must fix Chrono Cross. I mean, you're only what? You're only a couple years late. Whatever, right? Yeah, right. Like I think six. I think it's been like four or five months at this point, right? I think it came out in September. Anyway, so what's yeah? What's fixed about it? The, mo- the the main thing about it is like the frame rate. Uh, they they fix the frame rate in when you're in combat because. The more enemies that were on screen, like the more dog shit the frame rate was. You have to tell and, me and, twice. And it got to the point where it was like just difficult to look at. Like, oh, just I, I just can't. It was very blocky. Yeah, it was, and yeah. it's like it kind of killed the fun out of it. Like, I can, I can forgive if you lock it at thirty frames a second, and so long as it's stable, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But you know, it was just. It was just difficult to look at. And, you know, it even some of that frame rate issues carried over into just like the regular traversal of the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they fixed that completely. They said it runs at 60 frames a second completely all throughout the game. And wow. It and it does. I jumped back in, downloaded the update, and I was like, all right, cool. This is actually running like really fucking smooth. Like seeing Chrono Cross at 60 frames probably is very cool. And, and with the HD remaster, like this is how the game should have come out in the first place. Like, come on, like, ah, uh, it's just and, and it pains me because there's a lot of people that probably don't know that this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because and, I didn't know if you didn't even say anything. Yeah, and I, th- I think the only thing I I caught was like a random tweet a week ago or two weeks ago. You know, the developers said, "Hey, we're coming out with a big update that's going to address a lot of the issues. We're really sorry this happened. Yada yada, whatever." Because Tales of Symphonia just came out um, recently, and like that has dog shit quality too. Um, I'm playing it on the. I, I played a little bit on the Switch, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is kind of a." I thought this was supposed to be a remaster, you know. 
Like, how hard can it be to, like, improve on a game that came out 20 years ago? Apparently very hard. Mm. Like, it's mm. just, I mean, that's low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Low-hanging fruit, you know? I, I'm not a video game developer, so I, I, I shouldn't be commenting on that kind of stuff. But, you know, it just seems like low-hanging fruit to the point where it's like the, it shouldn't be this difficult. I've, I feel like I feel like the, I feel like the problem goes is like, you know, like the original teams aren't the ones that are doing these. So, you know, like uh, so, you know, like it, there's a level of skill that's involved. And I'm not saying that these companies that are doing these ports are unskilled. I'm not saying that at all, because it takes a level of skill to actually make the port. It does. It takes that, especially especially, you know, considering that, you know, like we're doing the consoles now are on a different architecture than what they were. They're now they're they're now on an architecture that's all that's practically in line with regular PC gaming and stuff like that. So, you know, like, you know, I know. So, why. I know why it's <laughs> you know, it's so much easier to run it off of emulation software. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it is. But the, but the problem is, though, is that emulators don't always play nice on the consoles. Yeah, exactly. So that's why that goes to that point again, that if video game developers or video game publishers or even just the manufacturers themselves can like invest in maybe some really good emulation hard uh, software to put on their systems, you know, then I imagine it would be easier because you have no name devs or guys that are out there working. There is I was actually just reading there is a Silent Hill 2 emulation team that is literally taking the original Silent Hill 2 game and updating it to this day. Yeah. To this day. And it looks phenomenal. I've seen video of it where I was like, I mean, it retains that same PlayStation 2 quality, but just like improves on it dramatically to the point where it's like, it's exactly how I remembered it back in the day, you know? And then, and then what's infuriating about that is they find these people and they try to throw them in jail. Yeah. Or they, yeah, they DC them, DNC them to the point where it's like all their hard work is like going to nothing. You know, I'm like, it, I, I've, I've never quite understood. I've never quite understood that. You know, looking it's at like, you, it's Nintendo. Like, looking at you, it's Nintendo. Like, it's like, it's like you. These guys have all this talent. You could, you could immediately like, like hire them, throw them to work. You know, in your fucking, if it's Nintendo, for example, you could throw their asses to work in the virtual console division. You know, well, or, or look at, or, I mean, like for it, it takes it takes a while for us to get like. A re a remaster like fucking Metroid Prime like I'm still I'm still like gushing about that remaster like that's that's I'm that's just in on how well that works like honestly they took the yeah. time and the care to really make that great like that's, yeah I mean that that says a lot after some of the remasters that we've seen recently that have kind of come out yeah like like, like Tales quality. of Symphonia for example like you know how's it how's it play at sixty frames on like on like GameCube and and PS2 but but they can only get 30 frames, you know, for like the PS5 and, and Series X generation. It, it yeah. makes no sense. It really it doesn't. <sighs> but um, you know, like 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 I said, I I hate to I hate to say that you know companies shouldn't be going, and most of them don't. I think the biggest um the biggest, the biggest perpetrator is of like is Nintendo really because like yeah. they're so crazy obsessed with protecting their IPs that they're just I, I don't know they have like. I, I kind of heard of this like recent thing where it's like they became so crazy obsessed about their IPs after the whole Donkey Kong uh, case that they had like years ago, um, where like Universal I, I, Studios I, 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 was trying to sue Nintendo uh-huh. because of the Donkey Kong character who had a striking resemblance to King Kong. Uh, 
So Universal <laughs> Studios tried to sue them, and Nintendo hired this. Uh, that's where the name Kirby came from, because Nintendo hired this lawyer whose last name was Kirby. Nintendo won the case, uh-huh. and you know Kirby won them the case. So they were so they were so grateful that they went and named a character after him. Okay. I think I kind of heard about that, but I didn't know it had anything to do with Donkey Kong versus King Kong. That that that's where it started, from mm-hmm. what I've from what I've read. That's where the kind of like okay, we got to really vigorously protect our IPs to the point uh-huh. where we're gonna go after anybody, you know. Which is weird because like, you know, they were a victim of that. So why I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to talk yeah. about Nintendo. But um, <laughs> so other than that, um, Colonel Cross is amazing if you play it. If you uh, you know stop playing it, go back in whatever platform you're on. I'm playing it on the Switch. It looks amazing. Let's go. Um, I've been playing a lot of Atomic Heart. Um, oh, I think that, oh, I think that oh, good. Is, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, I have problems with that with that whole story. So I can't wait mm. to talk about that. Okay, uh, cool. But yeah, like I I think it's like Bioshock and Wolfenstein just had a baby. Like really, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, like it's, you know, a Bioshock in the terms of you have like special powers out of a glove in your hand, you know, that you can use. And then mm. you also you also have a dystopian world. Um, and instead of, you know, Nazis uh, winning World War Two and just dominating like Wolfenstein, um, you have the Soviet Union, the Soviets that are dominating, you know, and creating all this crazy technology. So um, it's kind of like a blend of sarcasm, funny and sexual in- innuendo um uh-huh. that's like sometimes hard to miss or, or it's, it's hard to kind of look at and be like oh that's not a penis that's definitely not a penis no that's hold that's up totally a penis hold up okay all right so there's a machine that i encountered right there's a machine i don't know what it does but it was in a room and it had a it, it was it was a shaft like this and then it had a bulbous end at the end of it okay <sighs> And then what this shaft was providing was providing friction for this device, this little ring that was literally going up and down, up and down, up and down, sliding down the shaft routinely. And there was a couple of these things in the room. And you're just like, hmm. I mean, I could be. I, maybe maybe my mind's in the gutter or something like that. But that I, I'm sorry, I'm is, way too I'm way too immature for this conversation right now. I know, yeah, but that's why I'm like looking at it. I'm like, am I 14 year old kid or that, is that a penis? Like did the developer, you're like someone knew what they were doing. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny. like the art director coming in to be like, boss, 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 come here. I design new machine. You'll you take a look? Yes. Oh, that looks good, Alexi. Does it look like a penis? No, sir, it does not look like a penis. I take insults. So, I mean, that's probably how the conversation went. You know, I'm sorry, Alexi. I thought it looks like penis to me, but I will I will allow. I will allow it. There's our there's our clip for the night. There 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 it is. <laughs> I, I, I totally made that artist name Alexi, and I, I, I if it was a different artist name that designed that penis machine, I apologize. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah. Oh, Otherwise, man. The, the other game I beat was uh, uh Deliver Us Mars. Uh, oh, you beat it? Yeah. What a uh, God. The, the last half of that game is an emotional roller coaster of just 
holy shit. Like, man, uh, plays with you. Tugs at your heartstrings. I, I mean, if you're into walking simulators, I recommend this series. Deliver Us the Moon and Deliver Us Mars. Like, really mm-hmm. good. Really complex characters, which I actually kind of lent me to re- uh, write the um, last uh, editorial that I had. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, by the way, I, by the way, good, good shit. By the thank way. you. I can forgive a, I can forgive a game with a dog shit story, but give me good characters. Char- yeah. Characters, oh God. These characters were were kind of complex. There was like one character that was still suffering from PTSD, and then you have this kind of like mother father kind of relationship that was just kind of like really fractured and just, you know, it's just it's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And the acting was just superb. Like honestly. Anyway. That's what I've been playing. All right. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> okay. I have not beaten Dead Space yet, but I'm on the final chapter because, like, I decided, you know, I decided to wait until, like, I was damn near off the Eastern Mura to do all the side quest stuff. You know, like, that, that was kind of that was kind of bad. You know, like, <laughs> I wound up wrecking an additional, like, hour and then some change onto my playtime, you know, when I could have beat the game. But I had to get it done because, like, you know, getting the master security, getting the master security clearance for the, for the ship. And then getting the rest of your upgrades, like, guys, there's an up, there's an upgrade to the uh, to the stasis to stasis to where like it basically freezes them, and then it does damage over time to the enemies. It's it's insane. Was that it's in insane. the original game? It was not in the original game. No, as a matter of fact, that. yeah. Some other thing, some other some other change they did to like the weapons and stuff like that. When you get to a certain like uh, like every weapon has like. It, you know, you remember how like when you when you leveled up the weapons, right, with the with the power nodes and stuff. Like basically, you know, like you just basically like like you know hit up their recharge, their 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 re their uh their reload times, uh how fast they how fast they shoot and all that stuff. Yeah, well, well, they also get expansions to like some of the things they do. The plasma cutter. Once you get to a certain level, the plasma cutter will do fire damage over time. So you pop enough rounds into them, they'll start burning and stuff like that. So, so it's really interesting. Some of the stuff, uh, um, like the alternate fire for like the. I already told you guys, like I love the alternate fire mode for the um, for the uh, for the contact beam, which is my favorite weapon from mm-hmm. the entire Dead Space series, anyway. But the but the uh, alternate fire for the line gun. No, no, I'm sorry. For the force beam, it's like a, a, it makes a mini black hole and just sucks things in. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sick. So yeah, I'm on the final chapter now. You know, um, you know, spoiler alert. Oh. Here's something crazy, okay? Because you know, you know, like a couple of times in the game, before you you see the actual marker, right? Um, in in the original game, you saw the marker a couple of times. Things, right? Okay, so in the remake now, because uh, anybody that's played Dead Space knows what the marker does to people, you know, when they're around it and stuff like that. So now, when as Isaac, if you walk close to it, the screen starts wigging the fuck out, and it's fucking, it's insane. Like I was. Because at first I thought something was wrong with my game, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" You know, I thought I was, I was like, "Are we getting frame clipping right now?" I was like, "Am I being attacked by something?" Is there like like seven trillion enemies off the screen that I don't know about, and it's causing me to lose frames and stuff like that? No, it was me standing around the marker, <laughs> and also here's another thing too: like if necromorphs are around the monsters, I mean, or if necromorphs are around the markers now. They get supercharged, like they, like oh, they'll, glow, like they'll glow Yikes. red, and it, and it takes two to three times the, the amount of bullets to put them down. Oh God! Yeah, 
Yeah, because I was sitting there like I was I was hitting these guys full tilt with, with like with like the fucking the contact beam. And I was like, man, the contact beam is a one hitter. Why is this thing still standing here trying to kill me? <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, don't play. I mean, that's cool that they market. can kind of like improve on certain like little those small little things, you know. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. since I, we talked about that last week, how they've, you know, they, they've had the lore expanded for them already going into the first game. So they can introduce a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. into the first game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really do appreciate like some of the things like um, I didn't tell you guys this, but they changed the ADS cannon stuff, you know, like the where you had to sit down and like sh- and basically play asteroids, you know, that part. Um, oh, thank God. Yeah, they changed it. They changed oh, it. Oh God! It's, I, it's tuned, I, I knew that it's was a, tuned a lot better. That it's, was that it, was a big complaint. Yeah, it's tuned a lot better um, because because Isaac can do f- like full like spacewalking and zero G and stuff now. Like you can actually <laughs> you can actually like fly your ass off the Ishimura and 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 your rig will tell you like you are about to leave the envelope of the ship. <laughs> Shit like that. It's 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 crazy now. Um, Man, the, I gotta get uh, back the, into this game. I, oh god, yeah, like died. the boss, the the boss fights have been amazing. Like, like I mean, like, uh, okay, so remember the Leviathan, right? You know, like the big, the big, the big tentacle thing that you had to yeah, fight. The big you know, one, yeah, in, in like in like hydroponics and stuff like that. Oh, you have to fight that. You have to fight that bastard again. But the the but the next fight is not with the ADS cannon. Like the next fight is like you are like damn near you're damn near like like stuck on the skin of the ship with it. Hmm. It's it's. It's fun. I'm having fun. I cannot wait to get in a new game. Plus, this 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 game this game officially kicked me off of Monster Hunter, and it's bad because like there's two title updates, and I have not even seen all the content in Monster Hunter. But I've been playing fucking Dead Space. <laughs> Poor Leron. Oh, this is not a complaint. Poor Leron. <laughs> that was not a complaint. I am enjoying it. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't wait for new game plus because I get my foam finger cannon. <laughs> I can't foam wait. Foam finger cannon. You don't know about that. No, in Dead Space Two, when you beat the game, when you beat the game, like uh, like they they award you the foam finger. Um, I I can't remember if it's on, if it's a certain difficulty, like a like, legitimate foam finger, like at sporting it's sporting event. It's a foam finger, right? Okay, and and it this. is a it is a is a, is basically a one hitter hand cannon. You guys are going to have to like look it up on YouTube. Uh, but right. basically, when you're shooting it, when it's equipped, Isaac just. Bang, bang, pew, pew, pew. He says that. <laughs> and it is so funny because, like, anything anything you aim at is dead. Anything, even bosses, even bosses, dead. Nice. <laughs> Brutes, one hit, done. <laughs> Everything. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it was introduced in Dead Space 2. Uh, it was brought back in Dead Space 3. And the fact that they were like, hey, we're going to award you this in Dead Space 1, even though it never existed in that game, like, is fucking hilarious. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. Like I know every week, you, every week we come back to this, cro- to this crossroads podcast, and I'm like, I, I'm 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 going to beat Dead Space this week. I'm beating Dead Space this week. There's there's nothing that's going to stop me this time, nothing. And then I'll just new game plus, and you know I'll get all the other achievements and stuff like that. There's like 47 achievements. I just watched a guy like speed run and get all all 47 achievements in under in eight and a half hours. It's insane. Because wow. <laughs> you to get all 47 achievements, you have to play the game twice. So he beat it twice in eight hours. He beat it twice in eight and a half hours. Nice. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. Yeah, but this guy, this guy is a professional speedrunner. He knows how to break the game. So, so this yeah, man, this, this man beat the game twice in eight hours, and it's taken you two months to beat it. Taking me months? two months to beat it. 
No, it's it's one month. One the month. Game yeah. Came, yeah, the game came out January. No, that's what I'm saying. What are we doing with our lives? This man. I'm enjoying. I'm game. enjoying my. I'm enjoying my fucking video game. That's what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of those people that I, I. I'm not one of those people that just try to burn up a game in like six hours. I'm not. <laughs> All right. Well, that's everything I've been playing. Um, so I guess we can move on with this. Uh, move on from this topic now, right? Sick. Yes, sir. All right, Andre, you ready to break us into the uh, new Noble Games for this week? I am, I am. All right, well, here, let me set you up real fast, and we can get it rolling. All right, here's a rundown of the new and notable games coming out this week, this week being the 27th of February to the 5th of March. Uh, after an enormous PSVR 2 launch week, uh, the release schedule calms, calms down just a little bit, but there's still plenty of stuff going on, like Destiny 2 Lightfall. Happy Lightfall Day to you guys out there that are enjoying it, like my... St- like every time, every time I get a Steam notification, it's because somebody's playing Destiny Two. Every time, like I've only seen one instance of Monster Hunter today. That that's it. And then of course we've got Wolong Final Fallen Dynasty coming out, which of course, if you have if you're subscribed uh, to Xbox Game Pass, you're welcome. <laughs> Andre, take it away. <laughs> On Monday, February twenty seventh, we have the Limbus Company, which is an RPG for the PC. We have the Uroboros King, which is a roguelike game coming to the PC. And we have I Am Your President, which is a strategy game. Play as another U.S. president, decide the fate of the world, and run the country any way you like. Do you wish to start a, a war or make peace? Take care of your, take care of the poorest or support capitalists. Advocate for gun rights or stand against them. It's all up to you. This is coming to the PC. Tuesday, the February 21st. Is that right? Uh, or? No, that's not right. That, that should be the 28th. My okay. Feb- oh, good. Uh, February 28th. We have Horace. Horace? Mm-hmm. Horace, which is an action. Hang on. Horace, which is an action game. This masterpiece from Paul Hellman and Sean Scapplehorn is a classic platformer that tells an emotional and surprisingly rich tale of self-discovery peppered with nostalgic pop culture references that will bring a smile to any gamer, sorry, soy, who enjoys the 8 and 16-bit era. Un- you could have un- just changed it, you know. You could have just been like, That's you know, true. for the average person that plays video games. For the, <laughs> for the average G word. For the average, yeah, basically. To any person that plays this video game. Yeah, an unmissable tale of small of a small roll-up on a big adventure made by just two people. Horace offers 15 hours of exciting platforming and pushes the boundaries of the genre with profound storytelling and quirky and nostalgic pop culture references. A game a game made by video game lovers for video game lovers. PlayStation 4 and Xbox 1. Also that day, we have Phantom Brigade. It was the strategy game. And today, Destiny 2 Lightfall, which is an expansion, yeah, first-person shooter. And in a Neptunian city under siege, find strength in your fellow guardians as the end to all things approaches. The witness is here. Arm yourself with new rewards. Unlock new dark powers to triumph in Lightfall's unforgettable legendary mode, which is hard as shit, by the way. 
harness darkness and pluck at the threads of reality with the new subclass. Flow through the city with newfound speed as you grapple from building to building, which I can detest is fucking so fun. <laughs> um, every class can tap into this new element, but it's up to you to create the perfect build. Travel to Neptune and discover a neon metropolis, and unlike any you've explored in Destiny 2, meet the Cloud Striders, join the fight against the Shadow Legion, and prevent devastation in the technologically advanced secret city of Neo Muna. Best way I can describe Neo Muna, and this isn't in the notes, this is just from my old from my own take. It's Halo ODST meets um I don't want to say Cyberpunk. Meets Tron meets Destiny. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Because it, it it has kind of like the look and the city of the ODST game, and it has like the vibrancy of Tron, and then just throw in like Destiny 2, and that's basically it. Uh Wednesday, March 1st, we have Fight and Rage, which which is a beat-em-up game uh for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Bendy and the Dark Revival, which is an action game coming for the PlayStation and Xbox. Leap, which is an FPS game. Leap is a fast-paced multiplayer first-person shooter featuring epic battles with up to 60 players, each armed to the teeth. Fight for either the United Earth Defense Coalition, UEDC, or the Rebel Exoterrans. Whoever pays the most wins the trigger figure and excessive arsenal. This is for the PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Tuesday. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you know, if you want me, uh, if you want, I can pinch in. Okay, cool. All right, cool. All right, so uh, Thursday, March the second, uh, we have Venerous Tactics, uh, which is an RPG coming out for the Xbox. Uh, as well as uh, Railway Islands, your puzzle game uh, coming to PlayStation and Xbox consoles. Uh, we've also got the Smile Alchemist, which is another RPG uh, that day coming out for PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Uh, and we also have Mask of Fury, which is an action title available for the PC on Thursday. Friday, March the 3rd. Hmm, hype day, because this is one of the ones I'm waiting for. We're talking about Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which is an action game that follows the dramatic action-packed story of a nameless militia soldier fighting for survival in a dark fantasy version of the Lauderhan Dynasty, where demons plague the Three Kingdoms. <clears throat> Players fight off deadly creatures and enemy soldiers using swordplay based on the Chinese martial arts, uh, attempting to overcome the odds by awakening the true power from within. Well, on Fallen, Fallen Dynasty will be available for PlayStation, PC, and Xbox consoles this Friday. Like I said, if you have Game Pass, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, also coming out on Friday, March 3rd, we have Iris and the Giant, uh, which is an RPG coming to Xbox consoles. And No Longer Home, which is an adventure title coming to PlayStation consoles. Including what was mentioned by us in this segment, this week featured over 35 games released across all platforms, including PlayStation VS. Uh, I'm sorry, PlayStation VR 2. Which, by the way, more and more PSVR 1 games are getting upgrades to PSVR 2. So be on the lookout, you know, because you know I kind of said this like like is Sony's not really going to do this. It's got to be up to the developers you know, to do it and stuff like that. So it's amazing that, you know, like these games are starting to get that treatment and things like that. So yeah, there you go. Did, um, did Beat Saber get 
I haven't heard anything about Beat Saber yet. That's uh, weird because that's like their hot, that's like the PSVR's highest selling game month after month. Yeah, I have a funny feeling the reason why Beat Saber probably hasn't gotten like uh, like like the like the 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 port yet is because they're probably making Beat Saber too. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the only reason like they're making a sequel to it or some some brand new experience. So yeah, yeah. All right. Only As a reminder. As a reminder, all release dates are subject to change, so the Crossroads crew is not responsible for any games that may get delayed and or canceled. All right, fellas. It's time to start talking about the actual news uh, in gaming. Um, so, without further ado, Shinji Mikami is leaving Tango Gameworks. <sighs> boy. Boy, oh boy. All right. So... So you may have heard this going going into the weekend. Uh, True Achievements report that Tango GameWorks founder and CEO Shinji Mikami uh, is set to leave the studio after more than 12 years with the company. Uh, in a company-wide email sent to ZeniMax employees and seen by True Achievements and then verified as authentic by Bethesda, Senior Vice President of Development at Bethesda, Todd Vaughn, announced that legendary game designer Shinji Mikami is leaving the Xbox Game Studios' Tango GameWorks. Man, did you guys see this coming? Um, I mean, no. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like I, this isn't uncharacteristic of a lot of, you know, game devs. Um, you know, I would say heads of studios leave all the time, and we see this kind of month after month um, of just like big wigs and big name studios coming out. It's just. A lot of times, I would say the majority of them go off to start other projects. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of inside my head, I'm thinking like, you know what? He kind of wants to be out of the shadow of the Bethesda, out of the shadow of, uh, you know, Microsoft maybe wants to kind of do his own thing. Maybe wants to drop down to maybe small time indie developed type games, which most of these people like to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know. That's also my that's also my thought on it, too. I think... Uh, <sighs> I, I feel like I feel like the I feel like the merge the acquisition by Microsoft probably was the motivator to get him moving because like remember this guy was this guy's former Capcom you know yeah so so he probably saw this as a regime change and stuff like that you know he just didn't want to be like you know like Microsoft's Microsoft has promised that they're going to have a good relationship with all these companies that they acquire and stuff like that. But, you know, we never know until, you know, like we get into the into the weeds with, with these companies and stuff like that. So, you know, I have a funny feeling that, you know, like it just Zinimax Bethesda getting bought by Microsoft just pushed him out of his comfort zone and stuff like well, that. And even like the fact that he's been in AAA game development for, I mean, as long as the studio has been out, like 10 years, 15 years at this point, like. Plus, you know that's got yeah. that, that's got to wear on you after a while because it's not yeah. like you could just bang out AAA games like every couple years and like maintain some of your sanity. I mean, you know, Tango GameWorks has had definite up and down games. You know, games that did really mm -hmm. well, games that kind of didn't do so well, and then you know, so I imagine maybe he, I like I said, I, and this is speculation at this point that maybe he's either gonna step away from video game development altogether. Or just start his start his own studio. He might be. I mean, how he old is he? Maybe he could be even be retiring. Yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more like he could probably be pulling a Hideo Kojima, even though Hideo Kojima kind of got ran out of Konami. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's 57 years old. So, I mean, 
you know. Yeah. I mean, he could, he, like, like I said, he could be kind of thinking about retirement, you know, or maybe kind of like going to the twilight years of just like, I just want to make simple games. Maybe he wants to do film. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, damn, this is the father of Resident Evil, though. Like, you know. Well, not the father of Resident Evil. I'm sorry. That that <laughs> he's a Hideki, Kamiya. Uh, yeah, Kamiya. Yeah, yeah but, him and bo- both Shinji and Hideki made Resident Evil Four. Like they were just, you know. Yeah, but I mean, he, like, damn, like, like this guy's this guy's pedigree, like, even oh, no, within... he, no, he directed the res the first Resident Evil game. Okay, so he yeah. is the father. Yeah, yeah, daddy. Yeah, daddy's leaving. <laughs> Come daddy, back, daddy. No. <laughs> yeah, but man, I'll go crazy. get the milk. I swear, please come back. I'm on his. Uh, I'm on his Wikipedia page. So he directed the first installment of Resident Evil and Dino Crisis. Yeah, oh. Why do we Dino. have a Dino Crisis remaster? Capcom. The hell. It'll probably come. It'll probably come. Um, if they gave us an RE4 remake of Dino Crisis, count me in. What you saying? Holy. Wait, you're saying give Dino Crisis 4 the RE4 treatment? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm saying... RE4 treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. You do that, homie. You have pun... Wolf. Man, I've, I've, played so many, I've played so many good games by this guy. You know, like Vanquish, Beautiful Joe, Dino Crisis. Vanquish you know. was... Man, that was so, like... That game needed more press. That game was amazing. Yeah, that game was peak Platinum Games. That It really shit. was. Yeah. 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 It really was. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, he obviously was part of a lot of the Resident Evil games. He did the original Resident Evil remake. Um, he directed that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Evil Within. Obviously, that was his big thing. Um, let's see, I'm looking at his. Uh, yeah, Beautiful Joe. That was a big one. He was a, a yeah. writer for Killer7, God Hand. Shadows of the Damned. Oh man, Killer Seven. Jeez, Shadow of the Damned. Oh. Yeah, where his gun was a penis. Yes, yes, a large <laughs> penis. Yeah. Oh boy, man. All right. Well, yeah. Oh man, it's, just, it's it's wild when you hear about actual founders of studios leaving the studios and stuff. This is wild, and you know that that news just took me by surprise. Like I. I if I, if you if you told me last week on a Friday morning I'd be waking up and hearing Shinji Mikami was leaving Tango GameWorks, I'd have been like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, like uh, yeah. I said, the only thing I could think of would be he's just moving on to maybe do smaller, smaller games. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our next news topic here. because uh, we're going to talk about you know what, Stoy, you have more experience with Atomic Heart, so I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you roll with this one. Okay, um, Ukraine's government wants Atomic Heart to pull, be pulled from sale over links with Russia. Um, so this game released last week uh, for the major consoles. Uh, it's it's on Game Pass as well. Um, and, uh, you know, Ukrainian government, obvi- for good reason, does not like Russia uh, at this current point. Um, really? I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah, I if you're aware of this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the game Atomic Heart is made by Mundfish, and they are a Russian studio. Mm-hmm. Now, they have three studios. Uh, they have two in Russia, one in Cyprus. So, I mean, you know, take that what you will. Uh, so, it has been 
become the subject of controversy because of that, because they claim that some of the investors in the video game company are Russian themselves and, you know, members of the Russian government. So, you know, they think like the Russian government is getting, you know, all this money from the sale of this, you know, game that I guarantee you half of the video game people out there don't haven't even heard of. So, um, in a statement initially issued to Ukrainian website dev.au and later in English, Ukraine's Deputy Minister of Digital Transformation, Alex Bornyakov, urged platform holders to limit distribution of the game in other countries, too. So you can't buy this game in Ukraine, but they're making a plea to everybody else in the world to tell them to stop sale- selling the game and don't buy the game. Uh, this is kind of another one of those. If you buy the game now, you're complicit with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and that's. I don't like that. <laughs> um, I read up on this story last week because uh, I was talking to someone about it, mm-hmm. and they, like a lot of people are just knocking on Munfish, the developer's door, to say like, "Well, hey, like, what do you think about the Ru- Russia invading Ukraine?" And Munfish kind of commented saying, "We're a fucking video game company." We don't comment on political or, you know, things that are happening out there. We make video games. Pause. Pause. Yes. Yes. Every fucking company should do that. Every company should do that. And I'm not and I'm not saying stay in your lane because like you are this like the easiest way to like to like lose money, lose your job, do whatever is to make your stuff political or make your stance politically known you know things like that it's 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 wild you know like you know like over here at crossroads we talk about how we feel about things and stuff like that you know like but we try but we try to talk to it as a on a humanistic side not as a political side because you know what uh i can tell you for sure i don't fucking support russia and what the fuck they're doing you know, I can tell you, you that know what? Sure. there's there's hundreds of people that are not part of that conflict making a video game and probably busting their ass. Yeah. You know, to make this video game so they could go home and feed their families. You know, and that's what, and that's what it should be about. You know, like it. Yeah, I, I, cr- I cringe every time like, you know, a company, a company, especially like a video game company or a fucking ice cream company or a fucking or a fucking shoe manufacturer. Like, you know, like has like ha- all of a sudden has a stance in like politics or like world events and is like. No, you know. Yeah, and honestly, back, back to back to Atomic Heart, though. Yeah, no, on, and honestly, like I said, I I'm really glad that they took the stance to say that because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, everybody can have personal opinions, but to have a video game company collectively make a statement about a political or obviously a, a you know terrible war that's going on, they're a fucking video game company. Let them mm-hmm. make video games. And, you know, if you personally choose not to buy it because, you know, somewhere inside your heart, you're thinking buying a video game is going to support the Russian war, you know, against Ukraine, then you do you. But don't go, you know, screaming on your high chair. You know, I'm, I say high chair because you're being a fucking baby about it, um, you know, that no one else should buy this game because of the way you feel like. Don't get me wrong. I feel for the people of Ukraine. War always affects the innocent people more than anybody else in the fucking world, and that's a travesty. But we have to understand that video games are a separate entity from that. So, anyway, yeah. So also, it needs to be said that Mick Gordon made the music for this game. You know, you know him very well from the Doom soundtrack and mm-hmm. Killer. Oh Instinct. god, that the Doom soundtrack, bro. bro. 
you go on Spotify, you listen to the Killer Instinct soundtrack by Mick Gordon, fucking slaps. Oh, that and the Doom one are are like in my gym playlist because oh, yeah. they're they're fucking. Oh God, the Killer Instinct one is is, is slaps. Oh yeah, he's so slaps. Good. But um, he uh, donated his fee to the Australian Red Cross, who obviously uh, helps a lot of the uh, innocent people in Ukraine. So the fee that he got for this game, he just donated that money right away. So that's. That's cool, and that's I can totally respect that. So, um, yeah. So, all right. You know, uh, Atomic you? Heart is out right now for PC, PS4, PlayStation Five, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, and I'm, so, yeah. I'm liking it. I, I, like I said, I, I'm liking it. It's a, it's definitely a different game. Um, you know, sometimes the dialogue can get a little just, you know, sometimes it can be too much. Um, there's like too much dialogue, but I, you know, whatever. Uh, to you, to uh, to you, uh, people that love playing video games out there, uh, if you're feeling some kind of way about this, about this, and you know, don't want to, don't want to inadvertently give Rush any money, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, give it to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good company. Because they have never done anything heinous, right? No. <laughs> No, not ever. Right? In the history no. of this country, name one heinous thing that the United States has done. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Oh my god, we'll, 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 we'll say that for we'll, we'll we'll say that for Crossroads Plus. <laughs> you know that show that's never coming out. That show, <laughs> yeah, that show that's never coming out, and will get demonetized and really kicked off America. <laughs> yeah, very very fast. It'll, it'll get, we'll be right get there with Alex Jones. It'll get demonetized because somebody's going to start cursing in like the first 12 seconds of the, of the video. Yeah. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> all right. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic. Uh, for all you Dead Space fans out there, this this is going to tickle your fancy. Uh, EA is reportedly pulling fans on remakes for Dead Space 2 and 3. I feel, uh, like that's, I feel like this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. This, this, is, is, a no-brainer. Like this is too late. This is too late Every- to be asking this. You should have been asking this like two years ago. Oh, not even two years ago, like 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 two months before Dead Space One remake dropped, you know? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I, like me personally, I think they're already making it, and they're just maybe they're... like testing the waters. But this is a question they should have asked like a year ago. Yeah. As some, as some guy who's playing Dead Space One remake right now and enjoying the ever living fuck out of it, you know. Oh, by the way, we're giving away a free PS Five copy of Dead Space uh, remake. So so, you know, like if you love us. You know, like you may want to stick around and hear what we, what you got to do for that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, right now EA is polling people to see if where the interest lies in the Dead Space Two or a, re, a remake for Dead Space Two as well as Dead Space Three. Um, Dead. Okay, so EA's horse for a second. Oh, oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 have a, we have emotional damage sometimes from how the network treats us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who is honestly gonna sit there and be like, you know what, Dead Space remake one, I'm cool with it. I don't need like, I don't need two and three. Who is gonna honestly say that? All, like, I mean, Dead Space one remake was so mid. Yeah, bro. I, bro I, will Liam, I will Liam Neeson all the people who 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 think we should just stop at Dead Space one remake. I I I, I will find you. <laughs> I have a certain set of skills. Yeah. yeah, you're. Yeah, you. You may think the poll is anonymous. I. I. I will. I will show up at your doorstep. 
Yeah. Just, just a, that's, that's all you're going to hear. All right. So EA's Horror Remake was released for PS5, Rob's Xbox Series X. Throat with the Dead Space disc. He's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to make you whole. Yep. You're just going to show up in the Isaac Clark spacesuit. That's, uh, that's how, with, that's that, how with, with, with the tiny little plasma cutter that you got from uh, Dead Space Two. Yeah, and, and, and just like how Isaac, just like how Isaac like like punches people with it, that's that's what you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna stop on you like. However, All right, so the he, game. Uh, anyway. So the game is officially a one month old as of January twenties, as of February twenty seventh. I mean, and is and was ranked no, at number two in the U.S. monthly software chart based. Based on just two days of availability uh, from the P- NPD's reporting, which covers January first to the twenty eighth, so just think about that. From the twenty, from the twenty seventh and twenty eighth of January, this game slid into the number two spot. And there were some crazy, there's some other crazy ass games that came out in January, but they weren't crazy enough <laughs> to compare with Dead Space. By the way, uh, EA is yet to comment on if it plans to release further remakes of the Dead Space games. However, the newest release features a new ending that appears to link to be a link to this, a direct link to the sequel. And I think I did I mention? Yeah, I mentioned to you guys last week that they actually had like actual like Easter content, eggs, yeah, content from yeah. Dead Space Two in this game. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. they're doing the damn thing. That's all I'm gonna say. They're doing all the damn thing. You know. The um, one thing that's got me worried about this, and mm-hmm. I assume EA has kind of changed their tune a bit within the years because, you know, they got in this, uh, they got themselves into a lot of hot water over the last few years because they keep doubling down to say, you don't, you know, video game developers and publishers don't make money on single player games. No one likes single player games. Everyone likes multiplayer games, you know. Actually, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of like getting on them like, hey, man, like, you know, some of the best-selling games in the last 10, 15 years were single-player campaigns, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, when, they're, when well, they're looking at all the money that they're not making on Battlefield 2042, um, and they're realizing that they probably made a shit-ton of money on the Dead Space remake, which is a single-player mm-hmm. game. They made a shit-ton of money on Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi, or Fallen, Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. You know, I mean... And they changed the tune with uh, Dragon Age 4. They decided to go a completely single-player campaign with that. I mean, maybe maybe EA is like, all right, let's let's keep going with this Dead Space thing. Well, well no, I remember seeing somewhere. I, I want to say I want to say it was uh, maybe like a couple of months before the Dead Space remake was coming out that EA that EA said something that sounded like they were going to sh- they were going to try to put more priority on single-player games. Yeah, because I, you know, I, think I, guess- they, I, I think they were surprised. They were surprised with. Some of their single player games that it's like, you know, and, and how tone deaf can you be that you have no idea what your video game audience wants? What are you, Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag works moving, zero, you bastards. Moving along. <laughs> moving along because, like, where the fuck is my Code Veronica remake? But <laughs> wait, actually, that's Capcom. That's Capcom. That's Capcom, yeah. Hey, hey, Nintendo kind of does assault this Metroid Prime remaster, though. So where the fuck's my Wind Waker and Twilight Princess remasters? Where are they? (laughs) Bro, they already got remastered. Get yourself a Wii U. That was painful. Mm, mm, I I, I hate you. I I hate you. Actually, you know, the uh, Twilight Princess for the Wii U is actually going for a ridiculous amount of money now on the market. 
I've heard. Like for yeah, whatever I've, reason. I've heard that too. I've heard that too, actually. If you have the right, amiibo, so if you have the box and the amiibo with it too, it's like almost two hundred dollars. Yeah, I've seen that, and I was like, you know what? I I'm not surprised to be honest. Yeah. I know this is like a super super side tangent, but um, I've seen some things on Reddit about RE4 story, and all I gotta say is wow. Oh my god! I can't Again, wait. I know side tangent, but just, just from the amount of things I've seen, this game looks completely different. I mean, it's I still mean, RE4. It kind but of carries it's... over into our next topic. It's not a side yo, tangent. The, yo, bro. this is a yeah. This is this is like this is like Actually, the year of re- this is the year of remakes. In all honesty, and you know what? I'm kind of liking that remakes are getting done right. You know, like bro, what I was I very... remakes? Remakes are not remasters. Yeah, remakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, I was about to flip I, the lid because we were just talking about how they've been fucking up remasters lately. But yeah, they've been fucking up remasters, which is which is. Come on, like, the, come on, shit's already laid out for you. It's like it's, it's like you got the map. How come you're still in the wrong fucking spot? You got the code too. <laughs> like, why are you fucking it up this bad? How can you take a code of an already good game and then just fucking it up on purpose and be like, here you go, good enough? Yo, anyway. yo, get it together. <laughs> So, all right, story. Uh, you're you're up. You're up. Finally, because we left you in suspense so long. There was a Sony State of Play last week. Woohoo! And I'm gonna give it a I'm, I'm gonna give it a C. Like they didn't really, and and the reason why I say this is that they didn't really give us anything huge or groundbreaking or anything new. They were mm-hmm. just like, hey, these are the games we've been talking about the last six months. Here's some more shit about it. Um, yeah, I would say the only new things we got were a couple of the VR two games. Um, and obviously they went real hard on suicide squad, which was weird. Um, cause suicide squad just seems like kind of like a niche game, like a niche title for me. Uh, I... even though, even though I'm looking forward to it, I'm a big DC fan. So I'm looking forward to it. See, I'm also looking forward to it also, but a lot of a lot of people I thought were looking forward to it are not looking forward to it. It's 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 crazy. Well, after what we saw in this, mm-hmm. um I think that's why a lot of people are kind of maybe thinking about jumping off the fence now. Um yeah. and and we'll talk about that when we get to it, but um mm-hmm. so they um they opened up the show with a couple VR ga- VR2 games, uh like The Foglands, which is like some like I, I think it's going to be some sort of um, like chance game, like a shooter game that, you know, you draw cards and it's like it's like a game of chance. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a bushcraft survival game called Green Hell. Uh, there's a futuristic first person shooter game called Synapse, which looks pretty fucking good. Synapse looks great. Synapse yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, and then you got this uh, space role playing game, Journey to the Found Journey to Foundation, which no, I mean whatever. No, I Journey wanna... to Foundation is based off the is based off the the yeah the based Apple, off the Isaac the Apple, Asimov. Yeah the yeah the Apple the Apple shit the Apple TV show which is based off the Isaac Asimov like, like books and stuff like that. Yeah, that Foundations really Foundations a good show. Like I've only seen three episodes of, of of the first season, but it's it's good. I just haven't gotten back into it yet. Mm-hmm. And they have this other game that they announced called Before Your Eyes, which is like a so uh, from what I gathered from the trailer, it's like literally you're d- you died, but now you're looking back on your life. And the PSVR has this capability of like 
looking at you, like looking at your eyes and doing eye tracking and then measuring when you blink. So apparently the game in this particular game, the scene will change every time you blink, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, how the hell is that going to happen? Because like some people blink like multiple times in a minute. Yeah. So I imagine you have to like purposely blink for like a long period of time. I, I don't know how they plan on doing that. I feel like I'm going to lose this game because like I, I blink a lot and I know for sure whenever I have like, like, like whenever I do have a headset on for VR and stuff like that, I blink even more because my eyes are always trying to adjust. Yeah. And you're always kind of like looking around, you know, you got your eyes bugged out, you know, you're looking at everything. So like your eyes get dry. Like actually my eyes get really dry because I get, when I play racing games, (laughs) <laughs> so i i get so hyper focused to the point where it's like sometimes i gotta I don't, go pause I don't halfway through yeah i yeah. don't blink either so i gotta pause halfway through and go oh my god i can't stand play i can't stand playing video games wearing my contacts because i will i will never blink oh man <laughs> my eyes my eyes just start bugging the fuck out because the contacts are getting dry <laughs> so other than that we got a little uh, trailer for uh, a little game called destiny 2 lightfall we talked about that. Uh, that launched uh, today, as of Yo, this recording. I love, I love Destiny, Destiny trailers. They're they're, Dude, they're so cinematic much, trailers, man. They're so they're, they're so good. They're so yeah. much. There's so much value in them. Like right now, I feel like I feel like Destiny trailers and Monster Hunter trailers are just what I live for. Whenever there's like new announcements and stuff like that, because man, they they put work in those Destiny trailers, and it's like, man, this this is a fucking movie. Why don't they yeah. just make a movie? Oh, they probably will at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, we also got a little extended look at Chia. Um, it's a colorful island exploration game uh, made by a video game development team in New Caledonia, which is uh, in the French Polynesia, South Pacific area. So um, so it looks kind of like festive, colorful, you know, good it's water physics. Game. Good water yeah. physics. And I, yeah. I, I, I get a boner for good water physics. <laughs> I do. It's a problem. Uh, just, just a quick sidebar. Uh, Chia will be a day one release on PlayStation Plus on the extra and premium tiers. So, like, if you that are subscribed to the higher tight. tiers of PlayStation, like, uh, like, like, mark your calendars for March the twenty first. Speaking of that, PlayStation Plus members this month are going to get Battlefield twenty forty two. Clearly, that really worked out for EA. Um, Minecraft <laughs> Dungeons and Coat Vein. Um, we also got uh, Humanity, which is made by uh, the guy that made Res and Tetris Effect. Now, did you guys watch this trailer? For what? Yes. Humanity. Yes. yes. No, I haven't. No. What the fuck is this game? <laughs> like you're you, you play as a dog and you're leading and you're a herd leading, of humans. A herd of humans like they're lemmings. Yeah. <laughs> And you're, you're, yeah, it's like in this like kind of like otherworldly uh, city. And it's just, I mean, it's just impressive how many people, how many, you know, like, I, you know how I knew Andre had not seen the trailer for it because, because like nothing. Well, you will not, not just that, not just that, but come on. Like there's a, there's a part where you get to like fight a war against people who are wielding lightsabers. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. All of a sudden, yes. like, all of a sudden there's like a in the trailer. Fight. Yeah, the trailer. Wait, what? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you know what? Yeah, What's I, it called? Humanity. Humanity. Here, hold on. I will send you the trailer right now. 
in the interest of in the interest of time, I'm gonna kind of move on. But yeah, uh, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. There, there, there is a little bit of world building element to this too, as well. Uh, this game is um, you can craft your own levels and maybe populate your own different types of people in there too. But uh, this game is gonna be PS4, PS5, and also playable on the VR. And there's also a demo of this available right now. So if you want to um, see what it's about, you can demo it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is also a furry game that's out that's coming out <laughs> June 15th called Goodbye Volcano High. Um, the, the world is ending and you're a bunch of high school teenage dinosaurs. And you're trying to kind of emotionally unpack everything that's happening in your world as a teenager. Also in the fact that the world is ending. Uh, so um, mm-hmm. it's it's like a rhythm based narrative. Choose your own adventure type of game. With a lot of drama. I mean, like, I don't know who this game is marketed for. The fuck is this game? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. No, he's talking about humanity. He's not talking about no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What the fuck is this game? Yeah, (laughs) it's a puzzle game. It's a puzzle game. No, it's not. So, what the fuck is going on, game? Homie, this I mean the light the light everything is cool, but I could not even get behind that game. I have zero idea what I just watched. Can you imagine being in the boardroom of this and be like, hey, I want to make a game where you play as a dog and you're just leading a bunch of humans around? What do you do? And, and you're just shepherding humans around around fucking square blocks for hours. Yeah, yeah. Tim, hey, Tim, you got a fucking bonus there, bud. Go take Jim's office, Jim. Get out of here! Like that doesn't happen. What the fuck was that game? Like Jim, move out of the corner office. That shit is no longer yours. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like Jim, pack your shit. You're gone. Like that game. I like look. I'm sure there are people in the world that are like gonna be bricked about this game. Personally, I don't know what I just watched. Oh yeah, oh, no, you, you know there's a you know there's a there's 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 a niche audience for this shit. Well, yeah, because you know he's he's known for he made Res. Um, I th- there was like one other game I thought he made like before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like kind of unique, but like once you played it, you you started to understand it. But Got like, it. okay, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you think like, where the fuck do you come up with these ideas? You know, like Tetris yeah, was right. really good, but like how could you mess up Tetris? You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know how anyone can really fuck up Tetris. <laughs> anyway, goodbye, Volcano High. Um, it looks like a teenage indie rock band drama. Um, mm-hmm. as you play yeah. as a dinosaur uh, who looks Not- very humanoid. So, hence the furry comment I made earlier. Um, I wasn't feeling it when they revealed it way way back when in like the like the very first day to play for for PS5, and I'm still not feeling it now. Yeah, so this is launching on June 15th. Naruto Naruto, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. Sir. Uh, There will be new player characters on top of the 124 playable characters from earlier in the games. Now, is this a compilation game? I don't I don't think it is. I think this is just something brand spanking new. Brand spanking new that they hang on. Wait, it's called it's called what? Naruto Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. Naruto Boruto. If I'm not mistaken, I know exactly what this is. Yeah, like it's described as a spinoff. So I think it's just an original game. Yeah, but they just like kind of like incorporated 
like kind of like a celebration. Well, honestly, honestly, a lot of these. It's a fighting know. game. That's all it is. Well, yeah. Honestly, a lot of these Naruto games are like they're like they they're kind of adjacent to the actual original storyline, kind of like what kind of like what Dragon Ball Z kind of kind of did. Like once, yeah. like once Budokai and stuff came out, you know, it kind of like rests parallel to the, to the franchise, but at the same time, still does their own thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, we got Baldur's Gate three that's coming out PlayStation five August thirty first. This, I mean, this game is in beta now on the PC, and it has been for like a year. But mm-hmm. um, this game looks fucking good. It looks good. I've never been, I've never been in into Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. But man, like my 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 Twitter feed like like melted down when yeah. when when people saw that trailer. So this game is kind of going a little bit back to its, uh, I think, uh, real time strategy roots. Bl- blending in a little bit of the kind of what the more recent uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games did, you know, kind of like the Diablo style uh, dungeon crawling hack and slash mixed mm. in with maybe a little bit of RTS. Um, I imagine they're going to have a blend of the two, you know, at least from what I've seen. But obviously it focuses on uh, dialogue, choice, character narratives. Obviously, as we saw, some of those facial expressions were like, holy shit. They're going, they're spending all the money on it. Uh, we also got Wayfinder, which is an online multiplayer game set in a fantasy world. God, how, about, how many times have I heard that in the past? Uh, uh, Street Fighter 6. You know what shocked me about this reveal? What's that? Is that Zangief is coming. You you thought he wasn't going to be coming? I thought he wasn't coming because of the current Russian conflict, and I thought that they would probably say we probably shouldn't put Zangief in here because of what's going on in today's world. Okay, you know but what? That I makes am, that makes sense. I am thankful and glad that the community has embraced him because he's a fucking top tier fighter. There's no way you can have a Street Fighter game without Zangief. Changed my mind. Okay, now you know what I liked about the. I don't Zangief? think you're allowed to. No, you know what I you know what I liked about the Zangief revealed. It was the fact that it looked like it looked like they were letting the character have fun. You know, it was it it was crazy. I was like, you know, he's kind of a goof this this time. <laughs> yeah, he kind of was like you know like when he first came out, he was a he was a little bit serious, you know. But then like I think over time throughout the rest of the games, they were just kind of made him like a drunken oaf, you know. Yeah, like oh he's yeah. just like a silly Russian guy or something like that. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, we got him, you know, with his, uh, uh, Russian wrestling style, um, of fighting. Uh, we also got Lily who I think she's from Zambia. Um, she's from some African country. I forget where, uh, but she has this bird that helps her fighting. And it's kind of funny because she, she seems like a, like a ditz. (laughs) I don't know if you saw like her, like. Her, yeah, finish, like her, her finisher, yeah, like her she finisher. failed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, no. And then she fell on top of the character. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then my girl Cammy is back. Yo, I love oh her God. new look. Oh I love God. her new Dude, look. I was like, because I'm on the jury train. Like, I played jury in four and five. Oh, and I was like, I'm going to oh, go I in can't. on six. But now with Cammy, mm, I don't know. Cammy was my main in um, uh, Super Street Fighter 2. Way uh, back when she came out, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think she's going to be definitely my main in this one. So, uh, fighting game, Street Fighter 6, coming out June 2nd. By the way, that's a day before my birthday, so you know, like, hey, like, hook your boy up. 
No. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, lo- I-, I love you too, Stoy. Oh, I, that, that makes me feel good. Uh, Andre. <laughs> yes, sir. We got the Resident Evil 4 reveal. Again, more gameplay. Oh. Holy shit. We get to see Salazar, who looks amazing. I actually uh, tried to... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I actually tried to avoid it, everything as best as I could. Yeah, but it, was, but it was just it was so hard. It was so hard to it really to was like I was watching. I was watching the whole state of the play and I was like, oh, shit, they're playing it. I'm not going to stop. You know, I might as well just watch it. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to say know? I'm going to say this like, you know, because you guys know I have a, a very checkered history with with, uh, with Resident Evil 4. We know, but mm. but, but I'm just going to say this like. The more and more I see of this, the more and more I'm I I legit I have legit and like I'm going to play this game. Honestly, it's like a brand new game almost. That's what it looks like. It like it, it looks like completely like, different than what I remember. The, like the mechanics in this game have only just like gone skyrocket compared to the the and, original. I was gonna say the and, first game. And aren't you guys like aficionados of, of like RE4? Yeah, like of, that kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, well, well, okay. So from what I've seen is, for example, in the first one, when you shoot like someone in the head and they're like stunned a bit, you can walk up and just fucking roundhouse kick them in the side of the head. This one, you can like, if someone throws a scythe at you, because that's what they do, because they're psychopaths, Leon can full them duck. There is an action where, like, if someone swings an axe, you can fucking parry, then roundhouse them in the head. You can, yeah, like, yeah. you can, like, jump to the side and be on the ground and shoot. And I'm just like, holy shit. Leon, Leon Kennedy is turning into John Wick. <laughs> yeah, this game, you're basically, like, a, a starter John Wick pack. Yeah. Like, it's, it's and, and, and it looks, it looks incredible. Graphically, looks looks superb, right? Mm-hmm. But just the mechanics of the game have just only gone sky high. But again, like it's like, is it good or is it bad? So, by all accounts, watching this trailer, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. True, you know, graphically it looks amazing. The character, True. like Capcom's character designs, are just so well done. There, um, yeah, like Louis. Yeah. Louise. It's kind of funny that they made him kind of a little bit of a dipshit too in this one, where he's <laughs> like, he's just like, "Hey, I'm here to save the day," and Leon's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, you know, it's funny because he he reminds me of what's his name from Bayonetta, the Joe Pesci character. No, not no, not that guy. The 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 the, the quote unquote love interest guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his name. The, the The guy that was calling her like Sarasita. That dude. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, oh yeah, that guy, that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um But uh otherwise, yeah, they showed obviously more more of Leon, more of Ashley, mm-hmm. more of Louise, more of a lot of the kind of like the crazier action sequences that were in Resident Evil 4. Like it was a very action packed scene. We got to see the knife fight with Krauser. So you got uh, to see Krauser for the first uh, time. And God. I know we talked about that, that they took away the quick time events. Um, in this game, so you're actually getting into a knife fight with mm-hmm. Krauser, and it looks like you have a bevy of parry options mm-hmm. uh, when you're going at him. So it's, I'm I'm excited for that little change in pace. 
Um, mm. And then we're also got announced that we're getting a mercenaries mode. We better get Ooh. a fucking mercenaries mode. There was, shouldn't have been even a question. No, that's like, no. Well, weren't they acting like it wasn't going to be a thing? What, well, because they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. So it's like people are like, oh, my God, I hope it has a mercenaries mode. It's like if Capcom likes money, they're going to put a mercenaries mode in it. <laughs> and last I heard, every video game developer slash publisher loves um, loves money. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, we got Oof. that. And then we saw a big uh, extended look at Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Now, um, they confirmed that this takes place in the Arkham universe. And this game takes place after five years after the events of Arkham Knight, which what the fuck happened in those five years that all of a sudden Batman now has a Justice League, <laughs> you know, and uh, met all these characters. Obviously, you got the Flash in here. You got Superman. You got Green Lantern. That's like all these are actually in the game. Uh, you got Wonder Woman. Holy shit. Wonder Woman's um, in, in, intro into this trailer. Was, yeah. Like, that was shit. that was badass. Yeah, that, that was badass. That blew my mind. Like and her design looks good. Mm-hmm. Like Rocksteady did a really good job with all the character designs in this game. Like, you know, you got Captain Boomerang. You got uh, Shark. Um, you have obviously uh, Harley Quinn and then also Deadshot. Like everybody looks you know, really good. I'm just, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Like, I like this is the best interpretation of Captain Boomerang I've ever seen because I've never, I've never actually been a fan of that character. You know, like I did like his one-liners in like the Justice League like cartoons and stuff like that. But beyond that, you know, like I've always thought he was a whack ass character. You know, well, in the in the um, comics, they, they played him as like a whack ass character that was like an well, idiot. You know, well, actually, well, actually, all the Flash's villains are like that, though. Like, it's it's yeah. it's, 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 it's it's ridiculous. You know, like, how is this guy a world class hero when he has like these fools for, for, for villains? Because the Flash is weak. What, what can he do? Just run fast <laughs> and like rewind time and go to different dimensions. That's his power. <laughs> like, you know, I, Yo. honestly, that's why Captain Boomerang was like his perfect uh, enemy, because he was able to manipulate the speed force just like he could. Yes. And then, obviously, you know, that makes him. To me, that makes him more powerful than the Flash. Yeah, yeah. So, I I feel like I feel like Captain Boomerang is probably going to be my main. <laughs> I, feel, I, I, I think I, Harley Quinn's going to be my main because they made they made. I don't know if you saw in the trailer they made her out to I be saw. like fucking Spider Man. I, I saw, I yeah. saw. Like all of a sudden she's like hopping around and swinging around like she's Spider Man, and I was like, okay, cool. And that's what kind of like you know the main game is like very it's very vertical. You know, yeah. it's kind of reminds me it's it's not as grounded like Gotham Knights was or the Arkham games were. It was very much like, you know, jet packs and like warping from, you know, building top to building top. And then Harley Quinn's like swinging around with this little robot drone that she has, you know, um, it makes the combat scenes like definitely frantic and action packed. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I kind of miss the grounded elements that made the Arkham games so good. Yeah. With it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm really looking forward to this game, but you know, it's like, Oh, wish we had that. But we also got noticed that there is a battle pass quote unquote, but it's a, it's a terrible name because all they're going to have in this battle pass quote unquote is cosmetic, um, costumes and skins. Mm hmm. And they're basically turning this game into Destiny. Destiny meets, uh, yeah, Batman Arkham Knight. 
<laughs> because is I think you're bad I, thing, though. Is that, well, is that really I mean, a bad thing, though? The problem I have with that is that you are going to be constantly spending time upgrading. It's like True. Borderlands. It's True. like games like Borderlands, where it's like you're constantly looting, you're constantly grabbing new gear, and it's like you're constantly in the menus. Just oh, let me see what I got. Okay, I'm gonna upgrade this. I'm gonna upgrade that. You're spending a lot of time in the menus, and I don't like that some games have went to that level, mm-hmm. where it's just like all you're doing is upgrading, all you're doing is like, you know, equipping new gear, equipping new weapons, equipping new skins, equipping new this and that, and just. You know, you're in the menus all the time. I understand, yeah, because because uh, that's definitely one of the things I I noticed. It, it they put a lot of focus on like customization, and you know, it, not and not just customization, but also like modifications and all that stuff. You know, like I I do feel like it's a big time sink. Like basically, everybody's everybody's play time is gonna get run up because they're in the menus. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's not gonna be a deterrent for me. Like I'm buying this game on day one. Like I am really excited for this game, but. I guess that's the one thing I, I'm not hugely looking forward to. But like I said, for me, that's just like, okay, well, that's just part of the game. I'm just going to have to kind of deal with that. It's not like it's going to, it's not like it's ever stopped me before, you know. It's just annoying. Yeah. It just kind of yes. is because it's like, you know, me personally, I just want to get in and I want to, I want to play the game, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to have to like, you know, oh, look, I got this thing that gives me a 5% stat boost in this thing, you know. So. Welcome to Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I remember that from when I used to play Destiny 2. I was like, yeah. man, it's like I'm constantly looking at all the gear I just picked up and whatever. So half my time is spent like, oh, n- new gear, menu, see if it's better, switch out my armor mods, this and that, test mm-hmm. it out, tweak it a bit. Then I start the game. <laughs> yeah. So otherwise, um, you know. This game also it was also announced a little bit after that it's gonna require a consistent online or persistent online connection. See, that's the part right there that's probably gonna get on people's nerves. Yeah, because I think Gotham Knights required that. A lot of single player games required that. Yeah. A lot of Ubisoft games. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why that's gotta be such a fucking thing. There's got to be a really good reason why that I don't understand because I'm not in video game development because it's, it's DRM. It's, it's, it's DRM. It's okay. It's it, yeah, it's DRM. It's basically so people can't pirate it. I guess that's the major yeah. reason. That's the major reason, even though like technically like Saints Row had that and they, um and they, and they cracked it out of it. <laughs> yeah. But I, and I, obviously this game is four player co-op. Uh, they do like uh, they did That's confirm nice. that all your other characters can be bots if you play single player, which yeah. I'm thankful for. Um, but uh, yeah, like obviously players can drop in. You know your co-op friends can drop in, drop out at any time, which is nice. So yeah, that was the state of play. I, and I agree with you. Uh, wait, did you say C or C plus? What was your letter grade? I would say C plus. I, I uh, guess yeah, I, I'll add the plus on it because, like I said, me personally, I know not a lot of people are into the Suicide Squad, but I am. So that's where the plus comes in for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a C plus for me. Like, uh, you know, it was it was informative. I'll put it that way. But, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like bring down the house, you know. But then again, Sony, Sony kind of does this like Sony kind of like rolls out real slow. These state of plays. And by the end of the year, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, what did I just see? What did I just see? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I think with all these like directs 
and state of plays and showcases and stuff like that. The problem that we have as fans of the entertainment medium that is video games. Um, <laughs> How eloquent. <laughs> I wish there was a shorter way to call that, call someone that. But anyway. Um, you call them G-A-M-E-R-S. No, no, no. no. <laughs> anyway, um, so as fans of the medium that is video games, um, we have so high of expectations for these things. And then when they come out, it's like, oh, it's not, there wasn't anything in there that I wanted to see. Like me personally, I wanted to see Silent Hill 2 again. Oh, is this, oh, is this why I'm always disappointed with, with a Nintendo Direct? Is this, yeah, is this why? Gonna, that's why I'm always disappointed because there's nothing in it for me. But then I see other people losing their shit over it. They're like, yeah. Fire Emblem again. Wow, Pokemon again. Like, you okay. Know- I you know don't give people, a shit about that. You know, you know, people people call me a people call me a, a Sony pony and you know a PC master racer and stuff like that. But, but who nine cares? Times, Honestly, but, who cares? But, but nine times out of ten, like I see these shows and I'm like, okay, yeah, that was all right. You know, yeah. you know, I, I mean, but we also have our moments where like we see one thing and it gets us. Like I remember, like in this 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 is probably gonna roll us into our next uh, our, our our big topic for tonight. Like when they showed Monster Hunter World at, at, at E3 during the Sony press conference that year, I was like, holy fuck. Number one, I didn't know it was coming and shit. Like, I, 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 I got to have it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andre, uh, well, Andre, you didn't, um, <laughs> you've been very quiet. So I'm, so I, I'm, I'm assuming you did not catch most of the state of play. But based off of what we talked about, what would you give your letter grade for the state of play? Andre's like, can we please end the show so I can go back to Destiny? No, no, I think I'm I'm a bit tuned out. I again, I played Destiny for fucking like I feel like eight hour shift, so I think I'm a bit fried from Destiny for today. I'm just trying to like really think what I would give uh, State of Play just from because I trust both of your guys's letter grading. It's it was a mediocre one. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad. Yeah, and it wasn't a bad presentation by any stretch. You know, As I knew. Sorry, as, a go on. Fact, as a matter of fact, some of the news, like for example, like what we're getting, what, what they're announced we're getting for PlayStation Plus, like mm-hmm. some of that was a bit unexpected, and some of it was nice. Like Immortals: Phoenix Rising, I no longer have to worry about buying that game, even though like it dips below twenty dollars all the time on sales because Ubisoft can't. Ubisoft doesn't know how to price their products and stuff like that. I, you know, th- that is such an underrated game. Honestly, it is? Immortals: Phoenix Rising, such an underrated game, uh-huh. and just it sucks that most people well, just glossed over. Well, it. I mean. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm getting the base game for free, but I got to pay for the expansions, you know, unless they go on a flash sale, you know. On, oh, my on God. I, I bought the gold edition with the expansions in it. I haven't even uh, fucking finished the main campaign. I feel like I wasted money on that shit. Yeah. Uh, and then Charlie Legacy of Thieves collection is coming, you know. So there you go, you know. So uh, how I would grade it is the fact that I didn't really hear the internet stir up about, oh my god, did you see this essay to play? <laughs> to me, it really, it, it says that there was nothing really super hyped about it. So I can see why y'all gave it a C+, right? Yeah, we have the new Destiny Lifefall trailer, RE thing, Suicide Squad, Bits and Bobs there, but nothing really shook the internet yeah. like I'll tell you the three things about the state of play that basically was what was talked about the most. Street mm-hmm. Fighter 6. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And Suicide Squad, but not in but not in a, oh, I'm hype kind of way about it. Yeah, see, that's that's how I, 
Exactly. So C plus from what y'all said, but if I wasn't talking to you guys, I'd give it a C plus too. Because again, I didn't hear anything that broke the internet. I heard D two, RE four, and Street Fighter mixed with Suicide Squad, and that was it. And I was like, oh, okay, so like, so like a normal kind of thing. The one I, you know, thing I, know I, I wish, like, like I said, it, it's not for me to knock. You know, they just they just played it very safe. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that's that's the best way. Xbox had a direct. Nintendo had a direct. Yep. Sony needed to come out with something, so they were yeah, just I'm... like, well, let's just come out with some safe stuff that we know that's coming out within Shit. these next six months. If yeah. I'm being, if I'm being honest, the Xbox Developer Direct was a very safe fucking show for them too. Like we. You know, and I'm not sure if it's because we were expecting, you know, Microsoft to bring the thunder with that one. But in my opinion, I was like, that's that was a B. That was a B minus, like, you know, show for me. Yeah. You know, know, because honestly, they showed us stuff that we already knew was coming. You know, honestly, the only reason it got a B for me was the hi-fi rush thing, because that came out of complete. That came completely out of left field. Number one, to drop it there. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, like Shinji Mikami came out of a game that wasn't a horror game. Like, what, what, what bizarre world are we living in? Yep. <laughs> why is it not right. Dino Crisis? You coward. Yeah. Why are you not remaking Dino Crisis Two? Is yeah. all I want to know. All right. So, uh, so we we spent a lot of time on on that topic. So here's just some things to know real fast for the speed run. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blurt them out. I'm not even gonna talk. I'm not even gonna talk about them as as like whole as like whole segments here. So uh, so here we go. Here we go for the speed run. Just so you know, put this on the radar. The Tales of Symphonia remaster devs are apologizing for the game's quality, and will promise that a patch is coming. Uh, Forspoken of uh, the Forspoken developer, Luminous Productions, is being merged into Square Enix, which is kind of a shocker for me because I thought they were already part of Square Enix. I mean, they're a development studio, but I think they're probably just being a lot of their teams are being absorbed into other studios. So, oh man, that sucks. But you see now, but you see now, this makes sense why you know, like certain games, you know, have come out the way they are. I thought they were already part of Square Enix. Mm -hmm. I thought they were, yeah. So that explains a lot now. You know, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, Okay. Also, Elden Ring's first expansion, Shadow of of the Earth Tree, has been announced. There is no, there's no date for it as of yet. So you know, go ahead and go ahead and sharpen your blades for that one. Uh, Shigeru, uh, Shigeru, Shigeru. Not Ro, Shigeru, 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 Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto says that he's confident that Nintendo will not change once he retires. Well, they, <laughs> I was well, hope that they change with their prices. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good article because you know what? That 70-year-old man sounds like the ultimate fanboy. And you know what? I, I, I want to be that guy when I get to his age. Everybody treats him like he is the god of video games. So there's probably a lot of fear that people have that when he leaves and when he retires all of a sudden and Nintendo's Nintendo will gonna... go to shit yeah yeah I mean I mean Which dude I think, like... I think the opposite I think once he leaves I think a lot of more other creative people are gonna start to step up fill in the void void quote unquote yeah and we're gonna start to see a better new Nintendo my I mean, I mean, but damn, the guy's been with Nintendo since 1977. Like he graduated, he graduated college and started working for Nintendo. So yeah. that dude, talk about a fucking pedigree. Like, yeah. yeah. So talk there's about that. a legacy. And uh, and and lastly, for the speed run, uh, Xbox Series X 
the Xbox the Xbox Series consoles has sold 18.5 million versus PlayStation 5's 30 million, uh, and uh, as confirmed by an, an analysis team. So there you go. There's some stuff to read up on. You know, just uh, just 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 bookmark all this stuff and like go to the internet, read up on it because normally we would give you like enough information so you don't have to do it. But we're sorry, we've we've run way over time on this show. Well, we had uh, guys. that Sony State of Play. I mean, that was that's yeah, a lot to we did. You know, if we want to end the show right now, we can do it. <laughs> uh, I say let's just come up with two. So our big topic for tonight that um, was it Laron or Stoya? I apologize. Who came up with this one? Laron. Who's having the hype moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay, so Laron came up with um, our favorite hype moments in gaming. I say we just kind of just throw a two and then call Works it. For me. Works cool. for me. Oh, cool. Cool. I already mentioned one, the Monster Hunter, the Monster Hunter Five slash Monster Hunter World reveal. You know, okay. From- one of mine is um, in RE Six. No six. Yeah, in RE Six. Wow. Uh, he, said, he said six. I thought this is the game everybody hated. It. Uh, mm, mm, mm. What's the mm. you gotta tell me, if you gotta tell me about it, you gotta tell me a time that that Leon crashed a fucking passenger plane and then got out and walked away like ain't shit happened. No. Okay. So the moment I'm talking about is the moment where Leon Kennedy and oh Chris and Chris Redfield fight each other for like a bit. I was like, Yo, let's go! This is the moment I've been waiting for forever. <laughs> Yeah, and they they didn't even settle the score. They just no, but like the they scored up for a bit, and I was like, "Let's go, baby! This is the because <laughs> I was like, you have Leon Kennedy, who's Leon Kennedy, and then you have Punch Boulder, Chris Redfield. I was like, yo, this fight's gonna be insane. Yeah, that for me, I was like, this is gonna be so cool, and it wasn't really that cool, but I was like, oh my god, this is so sick. Capcom shot themselves in the foot by not resolving that fight. <laughs> they really did. They, really they should have just had a full blown fist fight. It would have been so cool to see. Instead, we got the very famous Resident Evil Vendetta animated movie with the John Wick fighting scene in the hallway where my man Leon Kennedy rides up a flight of stairs on a motorcycle. I hate when you do this because every time you mention it now, I always have to watch the movie before I go to bed. Lorana, you don't understand. There is there is a significant difference between RE4 Leon and animated movie Leon. Animated for animated Leon Kennedy is a fucking god. I, I swear. Know. I, I know swear. This I man know. took down a hallway of zombies with a pistol and only shot them in the head. And he didn't miss a single bullet, nor did his gun run out of bullets. I still don't know how he did it. I still... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, whatever happened to Leon after Resident Evil 2, like, he, after Rack- This Rack- man changed his entire life decision. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys can say whatever you want. You guys can say, oh, he just went to some epic training. Nah, this guy, this guy is a B.O.W. Well, I want to say, I want to say, um, Resident Evil Gaiden. Happened after Resident Evil 2. What's Gaiden? Resident Evil Wasn't Gaiden the was Boy? the Game Isn't Boy game. game. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, that's where that's where that's where Krauser was introduced, right? I think so. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, they um, uh, no, I don't think Krauser was in that one. But uh, uh, that game is terrible by all accounts. But I think <laughs> it actually took place a little bit after Resident Evil 2, uh, where it was like a zombie outbreak on a luxury liner. 
you know. But yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's where my man got to like really become the man who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just like honestly, God, and then on the other side of him or behind him, Leon or sorry, Chris Redfield's fucking like RKOing zombies. He's like he's like he's W. Yeah, he's power driving zombies. Homie, it is a fucking action scene like you've never. It is so cool. See, that's what that's that's why that's why I'm a Chris Redfield guy because 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 Leon just finesse and Chris is just down to action. But like Chris has an M4 and at one point like his like he like he runs out of bullets and he bayonets a zombie, hucks the M4, snaps a neck. Like, dude, it is unfucking real what they do to this. Like, I honestly, someone or yeah, go YouTube this yeah. scene. It is fucking phenomenal. It's so good. It's so uh, good. The only reason why assault I... rifle to a zombie, he's like, here, hold this while I pile drive this motherfucker. Bam! All right, yeah, back. and then takes the gun back. I'm just like, how the fuck did you just do that? The only reason why the Resident Evil like like animated movies exist is just for pure fan service because it's like 100%. this is the shit. Easy, like, yeah. Because this 100%. is shit that would waste too much money if we did it in the video games. <laughs> yeah, and then and then to close off another hype moment is in RE Five at the end of the game. There's a point where Sheva's in trouble and you're fighting Wesker and my man Leon. I'm oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Chris hops across a uh, um a rocky thing. And there's a boulder in his way. Now, any other human being would be like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. My man, Chris Redfield, walks up to said boulder and proceeds to punch the living shit out of said boulder and moves it. Now, you may may think, okay, no big deal. I put down the controller and question my entire life because this dude beat the shit out of a boulder and i'm thinking hold on this can't be right because he's either a on steroids or b not human that's my ted talk for the night (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna speak about this in 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 weeb terms uh uh basically leon candy is android 17 and uh chris Redfield is android 18 is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's basically it i get that reference (laughs) hey that was a that was a captain america thing so it's like i get that reference i get that reference yeah i get that but yeah honestly two of those moments i was like these can't be real life for sure um uh, okay. Uh, okay. Story. Go. Go ahead. N- name. Name your one or two. <laughs> um. One big one for me was um, Dragon Age Inquisition, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene up for you. You know. Yeah. World's paint gone, me a scene. Paint me a scene. World's gone to hell. There's holes in the sky. Terrorists coming out of the sky. Monsters kind of invading and just causing havoc over the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying the world's ending. There's monsters pouring out of everything. You know, it got this big beam in the sky and you got these monsters that these monster armies that are just invading the land. So everyone's kind of going to hide uh, an inquisition gets created because the um, the Chantry, quote unquote, the Catholic Church correlation um, is, uh, is doing nothing about it. So you create the inquisition with a bunch of your companions to say we will stop this threat because we have an ace in the hole. Things are going well. You get. You hit you hit a you hit a point where it's like, hey, we're doing the thing, and then all of a sudden you come crashing down. You have to escape your fort. You have to take everybody that is alive and able 
and you're traveling through the mountains to escape this monster army that come came beating down your door and said, get the fuck out of here. We're here to fuck you up. There's a point you come into the camp and, you know, you wake up from your coma, you know, because you're you got fucked up. You wake up from your coma and everybody's bickering. Everyone's arguing. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop this? This is impossible. We might as well just give up right now. All hope is lost. People are looking around like, what are we going to do now? And, you know, you, you, your main character can't keep up. All of a sudden, in the distance, a woman starts singing the song, The Dawn Will Come. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this right now because it is the most uplifting song that was sung at the right moment because even though the dark is darkest, you know, some, you know, you know, it's always dark yeah. before the light. Yeah, it's always, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. darkest before, you know, before the light. Yeah. It's like the shadows come and all hope is lost, but soon the dawn will come. And it's like, it uplifts everybody in the camp. Everybody starts singing in unison and it really just empowers you to the point. Hey, we're not fucking down. We're not fucking out. Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit that we came to do that we planned to do from the get go. And it just gave you a sense of vigor where it was like, let's, let's go. And, you know, and you've barely even scratched the surface of this game and you're hitting the, almost like the climax at this point. We're like, man, let's, let's keep going. And then obviously you keep traveling. You find your fortress, you know, skyhold where you set up camp and then you say, this is where we start. This is where we begin. And man, that scene just still to this day, I've played the game numerous times. Chills every time, like the first time I played it. You know, a game is good when one scene just over and over again, regardless of how, of how many times and how long you can take a break and come back. You know, when a scene does that, the game's good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I, I replayed that game early last year, mm-hmm. and I got to that scene, and I still got the same like chills, goosebumps. All of a sudden, I'm just like, "What is this stuff coming out of my eyes? What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, like. That's I, so I mean, cool. the game came out like seven years ago. It won Game of the Year at the time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like. Still sitting there in the couch talking about sack up, man. Sack up. You yeah. man, fucking man. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a similar moment that. So if I could draw a parallel to your story, mine would be, and you'll get this, the moment in Legend of Dragoon where you're in the town and you're fighting Giganto mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Rose comes to save you, and she says, "Wake up, red-eyed dragoon!" And Dart turns. Every time I play it at the, that moment, I'm like, "Fuck, this is so good!" Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm just like, "God, this is one, it!" One, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, story, you're gonna you're gonna really love uh, one of one of my favorite game uh, uh, hype moments in games. It's Mass the Sims. Effect, Mass Effect Three, the Citadel DLC. When everybody and their fucking mom is like is like having the shootout against the clone shepherd. <laughs> yeah, that, that was shit, uh, that shit was just amazing. Like I I I, I everything in that Citadel DLC is just gold amazing. Just man. And you know what? And you know what? I've never actually played with Femshep before, but I've learned I've learned that, you know, the dialogue discussions uh, differences between uh between male shepherd and femshep. Femshep goes hard, so yeah. I think I'm, I think my next Mass Effect playthrough, I'm finally gonna play as Femshep. No, honestly, I, I, the majority of my playthroughs have been with Femshep. I would say eighty percent of the time. 
Well, I mean, I mean, I just love me some Jennifer Hale anyway, so I don't understand why I had not done it as of yet. Yeah, my favorite, with. my favorite scene was when she got captured, you know, and then she found out one of the people at her party betrayed her. And yeah. like you got two dialogue choices. One of them said, I will end you. And the other one was, I will end you painfully. <laughs> that was what well, that was Mass Effect 2, right? That was Mass Effect 3. That was the Citadel deal. Oh, three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, honestly, the uh the last scene, the last battle right before you stormed in, in Mass Effect 3, that I remember that scene where you're just being assaulted from all sides. You're trying to kind of like prime this, you know, nuke to launch at one of the Reapers. Yeah. And you know, you're just being bombarded on all sides. And it's just, man, you're talking like you're on the edge of just like death, like every second of that whole scene. And just to finally beat it, I, I just remember taking a huge deep sigh of relief and then seeing that nuke get launched in, right into a fucking Reaper. It's like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I remember the yeah. first time I played, I stood up and I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah, oh man, like Mass Effect 3, like when we finally got to start taking that, yo, like when we took out the Reaper on Tuchanka, oh my god, man, that was a when fucking you, when you, Yeah, when you, dude, there's so many hype moments in that series. Yes, there there was, yeah. Well, like, Did you do out- this to me? Now I want to talk about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because even I, the like, slow motion scene when you're on, um, you're on, uh, God, the, the quarry in Homeworld. Yeah. All of a sudden you're being chased by the, dude, I'm going to stop. And and the Corian homeworld that was a baby reaper. That was a baby reaper. <laughs> oh my god, there there's so many things. Yeah, all, all I'm gonna say is don't fuck up on Corian. Don't don't fuck up on the Corian homeworld like yeah. that. That 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 outcome will ruin you. <laughs> yeah. Oh Be man, because you have to you have to do missions in a particular order in order to get the one that you probably want. Yeah. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Like so much, I think. I think more shit can go wrong in the in the Corian, uh, in the, in the Corian, uh invasion than any other part of Mass Effect Three. I, yeah, I feel because like you have to else, do things in a certain order. Yeah, because everything else in Mass Effect Three is kind of bittersweet. You know, like what you know, like whether you get the outcome or not. But you can massively fuck up <laughs> the Corian campaign in Mass Effect Three, and then you'll be pissed. Yeah. Um, any other ones you guys want to talk about or are we wrapping up? I'm sure there's a lot we could talk about, but we should wrap up. One more hype moment. One more hype. Okay, go, go hit it. Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker. When you take out Ganon, like, cause I'll just say like the fucking forehead. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Apparently the first time that you, that you actually stab him in the face is in Ocarina of Time. And everybody knows I'd never played Ocarina of Time because I did not like, you know, like the transition. I mean, it's not as, it's not like Wind Waker, but yeah, the first time you stab him in the face, you like slash, slash, and then, and then stab Ganon. But this one, you full blown run up homies like me. Front flip and then kiyah him yeah, you, in the head. You do the, you do the classic downward thrust. Yeah. Zelda I remember. Too. I remember as a child, I was like, "Oh my god, that is so violent." Yeah, really, because like it's stuck in there. I, I had to look at my roommate because we because like I was playing and he was watching. And I had to look at my roommate. I'm like, "Is this a Nintendo game?" Yeah, I was like, I was like, "You just full blown stabbed a sword through someone's head." Yeah. Holy cow! I was like, man, like links, like 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 Toon Links out here raw dogging people. Yeah, Toon Link out here just slaying dudes. Yep. 
You think I look like a cartoony little fucking kid? Yeah, well, watch this. <laughs> watch this. Uh, watch this shit. He looks at Zelda and he's like, hold my shield. I'll be right back. Hold my shield. <laughs> hold my shield. I'm going to go fuck Ganon up. Oh, man. All right. You know what? We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> we've, had, we've had way too much fun tonight on this episode of the Crossroads. But We're hey, going to do a whole episode on just hype moments for sure. You yeah, know, we, really probably good, should, we probably should. Like, you know, so we should like reconvene real soon and do a Crossroads Plus and, and do this because uh, I've, I've been looking for an excuse to like launch Crossroads Plus and it just just has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, with that all being said and done, well, well, everyone, that's our show for tonight. I'd like to go ahead and thank you all for tuning in to the Crossroads podcast and, and listening to us and making and making me and my co-host just feel just feel good knowing that there's an audience out there for that. So we we thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can check the show notes uh, to find out where you can get in contact with each and every one of us at. And by the way, if you have any questions for us here at the Crossroads, uh, at the Crossroads show, uh, hit us up uh, over at. Twitter at Crossroads uh, underscore VGP or email us at CrossroadsPSPod at gmail.com. There's that. Uh, do not for, do not forget. Uh, we we just like talking about video games and stuff like that. So yeah, True. don't forget. <laughs> so don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah, we like video games. All right. Um, so, yep, there's that. And also, real quick, here are some things for your consideration over at BossRush.net to uh, check out while you while you wait for the next episode of the show to happen. Um, there are some good and bad examples of character arcs in video games, and Stoy here breaks it all down for us and what makes a great video game protagonist in his brilliantly titled article, Satisfying and Well-Developed Character Arcs in Video Games. Check it out. Check it out. He will appreciate you for it. Uh, also, movies were made. Because you know what? I got. I, I still get hate comments on my video games aren't art. Um, uh, article. I actually got one yeah. last week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That your article stays in the limelight. That yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you get you 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 get the G words all up in their feels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. All right, and uh, movies were made. Movies were made for the theater. And Josh Martinez wants to know which movie made you fall in love with the cinematic experience. Check that out in the February twenty fifth edition of the Bossers Banter. And then lastly, Corey, Stephanie, and I were joined by award winning video game composer Chase Bethia uh, to discuss bad jobs, little things that anger us the most, uh, mismatching socks, and a lot more on episode 55 of Boss Rush After Dark, which, by the way, that's the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network, where we talk about everything that's not content appropriate for all these other shows, except for Crossroads, because we'll talk about any goddamn thing on Crossroads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we talk about penises a lot on this show. It's true. Yeah, we talk about it way too much. I'm I'm so glad we don't have a female on the show right now. Oof, that would be bad. You you know who talks about penises a lot, Stephanie. Really, she does. She does but she's a doctor. Talk to her she's, a doctor. she's a doctor. <laughs> I have to talk to her about toning it down. Oh, like, oh, it's that bad. Listen, On the you, EXP we, 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 yeah, we got to stop with the penis talk. So she made me feel really stupid about it. <laughs> she's like, really? I got to stop talking about it. I was like, fine, never mind. <laughs> 
Jeez. For even more interesting news and unique talking topics, uh, BossRush.net has you covered. So swing by there. Check out all the things our talented writers, content creators, and contributors are serving up on the site. If you'd like to keep the conversation going with us, you can hey, you can find the Crossroads uh, game podcast, video game podcast, on Twitter at Crossroads underscore BGP. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please give us a like, share, and a subscribe to the YouTube channel. And be sure to hit the notification bell so you don't miss an episode when it comes out. I do apologize to you guys. The shows have been hitting, hitting the video feeds kind of late. I do apologize for that, but I promise to get together. Uh, also, on our, for our podcast listeners, please leave us a review. And if you like the show enough, a five-star rating will take us far. We would love you for it. And uh, hey, everyone, this has been episode 111 of the Crossroads Podcast. We love you and appreciate you for hanging out with us. As a partner of the Boss Rush Network, please go out there, play games, be better. Tell us about some of your favorite hype moments in video games, whether it be like reveals, whether it's something you actually did in the game, or you actually witnessed your other your gamer friends doing. We'd like to hear it all. Mm-hmm. But come back, join us for our all for our next all new episode of the Crossroads Podcast, and you all have a good night. Be wonderful out there. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>